0: What's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Stars, an astrology podcast here to give you all the tea on what's happening in the universe. So, you know, you can blame your problems on the stars. I'm your co-host Jade.
1: And I'm your co-host Kara.
0: And together we are The
1: Astro Babes. Or, you know,
0: Astro Millennials on Instagram if you want to give us like a little
1: follow. It doesn't matter if you're new to astrology or super advanced. We keep it simple here and everybody is welcome in our Astro fan.
0: Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Stars podcast. And boy, do we have some news for you today. So go ahead, grab a very big, large, obnoxious garbage bag, pick up all the trash in your life and go ahead and throw it out because it is the change you have been waiting for so throw out the trash that includes blocking some random men that you need to block do what you got to do because your life is about to change for the better and we're about to tell you because welcome to the wildest the craziest the most exciting episode of 2020 this week's episode new beginnings you heard it here first
1: Yes, we have arrived. We have finally made it to the light at the end of the tunnel. This is the time that Jade and I have been waiting for all of 2020. We have been out here as your astrological newscasters telling you about all the chaotic things that are coming up. But we have some good news in today's episode because a lot of things are changing, new beginnings are coming, and we are just so excited to be here to talk about it. Yeah, so if you've been like me,
0: and have just been like feeling as though life really just sucks like know that that's about to change and everything's gonna get really good real soon and Kara and I don't ever hype up everything ever like we just kind of keep it very real we'll tell you when things are a big deal when they're not a big deal this is a big deal and if you've been listening to this podcast for a while then you know that we've been saying like oh like 2020 doesn't get better until the end well We're basically at the end. So, in case you have been living under a rock, some major changes are about to happen in astrology. Even if you don't know anything about astrology, I'm sure you have looked on the news, whether it's just like on your TV or on Twitter or wherever you get your news from, and have been seeing like NASA talk about this giant Christmas star. People have been talking a lot about it. Even if you don't know anything about astrology, I guarantee you have heard about it. If not, now you know. And we're We're going to be covering that in this week's episode because it's a hot topic, it's a big deal, and we're excited.
1: But before we get into that good juicy stuff, let's talk about you, your personality, your life, everything you want to know about your career, your love life. If you're interested in any of those topics, well, guess what? Those readings that Jade and I have been telling you about, our combined birth chart readings are officially open at the time that, you know, this episode goes live. So if you were thinking about booking a reading with us, then you can go ahead and do that astromillennials.com remember they will only be available from december 12th to the 24th so you're going to want to go book them now because once you know all of our slots are filled that's it and again that reading will be a birth chart reading with both jade and i meaning that you're getting two perspectives two different you know ideas on your life and everything that you could probably want to know so again if you're interested in that i highly recommend that you book and you book it now because i'm not sure when jade and i will be doing them combined again and we really are just you know excited and looking forward to it and we just wanted to you know mention that again for anyone who is thinking about booking Yeah. so
0: basically what you'll get out of it is just listening to both me and Kara talk all about you and quick little promo for one of our friends, Lisa. We were featured on her podcast, Unwinding Podcast. We'll like tag her somewhere when we promote this episode. But basically we did a live chart reading for her. So if you've just been like a little bit curious about like what a birth chart reading entails and kind of want to have a little sample of it before you make the the splurge you can always go ahead and check out her latest episode we'll tag it somewhere again so you can find it and you can listen to that and kind of get the little inside scoop and figure out what to expect when purchasing a birth chart reading also while we're on the subject as we've been saying we're getting closer to the release of our 2021 astrological guidebooks we're in the process of finishing them up We'll be releasing them within December. So just be on the lookout, astromillennials.com, for those PDFs. Essentially, they're going to be a nice little, little ebook for you, like describing everything that's going to happen in 2021, all the major dates, key themes, advice for each one of the major transits that are happening. It's basically got the full inside scoop on what 2021 will be like. And if you are like new to astrology, it's written in very simple terms. So you're not going to have to sit there and try to, you know, like figure out the Pythagorean theorem, trying to understand what a transit is. It'll be very, very easy to understand, but per usual, we'll keep you in the loop. So if you're not following us on social media, you're going to want to make sure to follow us on Instagram, Astro Millennials, and also at BLME, the stars on Twitter. It's the same at BLME, the stars. I'm Asho with a zero instead of an O J A D E and Kara's Asho with a zero instead of an O K A R A. We'll be posting updates when those release as well. So just to give you a little update on what's been happening in astrology, the complete honest answer is not much. We experienced two eclipses. Well, one of the eclipses is on the 14th, which will be on the day that this episode comes out. And then another eclipse had occurred on November 30th. So basically in between those two weeks, like not really much happened. So it probably felt really sluggish if you've just been feeling kind of like in a daze, totally normal in between two eclipses but expect things to sort of pick up speed really quick we've got some you know juicy little transits happening because we're almost at the very end of Sagittarius season so we're going to start to close out that chapter just wanted to do a quick PSA that some of the stuff we're going to talk about some of it does happen in Sag season and some of it does happen in Capricorn season we kind of just wanted to have it as a nice little separate episode so that way Capricorns have their time to shine because this is a really big deal what's about to occur so with that being said let's talk about what's coming up what what can we expect in the next few days Kara, tell
1: me So first up, we have the solar eclipse in Sagittarius, which is happening on December 14th. And if you listen to our last episode, then you know that eclipses are kind of like, You know, pressing fast forward on our lives. So there's like a lot of energy, there's a lot of changes. Things can be a bit unpredictable. So it's kind of the best approach, I guess, would be to kind of just sit back, relax as best as you can, and kind of let things happen because, you know, they're kind of like a wild card. Yeah. So, if you listen to our Sag Season episode, then you
0: already know what to expect with this. If you haven't listened to the Sag Season episode, I'm going to strongly suggest going back and taking a listen to that as well as the past Eclipse episode we did. Definitely going to give you a lot of insight on this Eclipse happening on the 14th. But again, just a quick little refresher in case you're lazy and don't want to listen to us talk about things that matter. gosh. Basically, what you can expect from the 14th kind of onward is seeing things from sort of a new perspective, taking on new ideas, embodying new philosophies, and pursuing new knowledge. I know Kara and I have been randomly just studying things out of nowhere we enrolled in an online course it's just you know you know the vibes I've been reading Kara's been reading we're meditating we're vibing good vibes I'm sure you're probably doing the same if not you're doing something that's giving you some new knowledge in general you can expect you know more of a desire for freedom and independence I know personally again No surprise, I deleted dating apps again. It was a very short-lived period that I had it again, but I'm sure a bunch of people are probably in the same boat, kind of wanting to you know, take a breather, take some time, some space, be independent,
1: be free spirited. Yes, I'm actually really enjoying this eclipse season. And maybe it's just because it's happening in my third and ninth house, which is just so on brand for you know, Gemini and Sagittarius. So if you're a Libra rising, or possibly even like an early degree, Scorpio rising, you might also relate and have the eclipses be happening in the same places, but like Jade said, I feel like I have been thriving. We are meditating. Jade and I actually enrolled in a Reiki course and I have my first Reiki attunement actually this weekend and I am looking forward to it. I really am just in the mindset of like growth and expansion and learning new things and that also is going to be a major theme for many of us during this eclipse season. Yeah, so it's honestly really
0: nice looking- wrap up here especially as we are heading into such a very big transformative period in astrology that you're going to see with the the eclipse and also Venus entering Sagittarius that more people are just kind of like ready to seek out new information take on new perspectives and that's going to be so key in what is about to come up another thing to We don't talk too much about Chiron or asteroids on this podcast. Just, I don't really know why, but we don't really talk about it that much. But Chiron will be stationing direct in Aries on the 15th as well. And Chiron is often referred to as the wounded healer. And it has been retrograde, causing a lot of people to sort of reflect on old wounds. Maybe some old, like, triggers kind of came up and with Chiron stationing direct you're going to see people being more motivated to heal the wounds from the past and start progressing forward again and just have these moments of realization and healing and it's honestly a really nice little wrap up as we enter the big the big stuff happening in Aquarius that we'll talk about in just a minute but It's a nice little wrap-up, in my opinion.
1: That is honestly the perfect way to put it because I feel like, first of all, we're about to go through some (laughs) I'm like we're about to go through a portal into the future I know that that sounds so dramatic and like who cares about portals and astrology because we know that portals are a thing in spirituality not astrology but you know we are about to enter into something completely new and I think that the eclipses again are helping to like perpetuate us forward into that but also with Chiron stationing direct like it really is like the cherry on top of the ice cream is that even the saying the icing on the cake I hope someone knows what I'm talking about because when Chiron was direct it really was all about healing and reflecting and figuring out you know what's going on within us and now that's going direct we'll actually be able to put those things into practice everything that we've been working on so there's just like a lot of forward moving energy which is very different from what we were experiencing for most of 2020, where there was a lot of Saturn and Mars energy that felt so restrictive, where now we're like finally being set free in a way.
0: Yeah, so it has been really nice if we're going to give another little personal example of this, because I'm sure you probably all are listening to this and thinking about it. But during one of the meditations that I was doing recently, I texted Kara. I had this whole realization that Kara and I have been business partners and we haven't had much friendship time. So we've been putting friendship time on our work calendar. But again, that's something that came up from a meditation, realizations from healing and reflecting, even just within, you know, regular life, making realizations about your love life, your career, who you want to be as a person. There's so many different realizations I think a lot of us have been experiencing and now we're having, again, that momentum to go forward. And with the eclipse in Sag and Venus in Sag, it's really all about getting the information we need in order to make that possible. I know that I already started on a whole list of things that I'm ready to start changing in my own personal life and my romantic life that doesn't exist right now, but that's purposeful, and a whole bunch of other things because it's all about moving forward from from the past and from what no longer serves us
1: yeah and just gonna say that one of the transits that we're going to mention is going to be an extremely long-term one so it's really important that you know you listen and like I don't know pay attention or even like just take what we're saying seriously because on that date it will be a perfect time to kind of start out on some of those endeavors that you want to you know have in your life especially to build during 2021 because again 2021 the astrology it, is better than 2020 2020 was a very unusual year with difficult transits and next year is a bit more of a mixed bag so we'll have both very positive ones and also some challenging ones but know that that's a bit more normal in astrology so just wanted to give you that little heads up as well because we're about to you know get into the very beginning i guess of the good things that are to come So
0: what are these good things? So you might have heard of what people often refer to as the age of Aquarius. That is an inaccurate title, but that is the popular most known title of what is about to occur, which is Saturn entering in Aquarius and Jupiter entering in Aquarius. Again, everyone's been calling it the age of Aquarius because, you know, we have two major outer planets, Jupiter and Saturn going into Aquarius as you know all the bad stuff in 2020 was happening because they were in Capricorn now they're going into Aquarius and that is that's what's up but let's let's
1: talk what is this uh aquarius vibe all about so on december 17th that is when saturn will actually officially enter aquarius we know that saturn briefly dipped into aquarius in the beginning of 2020 but now it is finally entering and it's going to stay and saturn is that planet that deals with structures and the government and basically a lot of like the laws and rules and regulations that are really important in our lives and again Saturn is an outer planet meaning that it is really emphasizing things on a more global scale and yes you will feel it on a personal level as well but in terms of like the big picture this transit is really important in terms of society and the world and like you know you have to have that really zoomed out perspective so when it's entering into Aquarius which traditionally is it's one of its home signs it likes being in there so it will be kind of constructive but with that being said there's going to be a lot of changes coming our way with this transit
0: yeah so specifically I want to reference the past in order to better understand this transit so Aquarius energy in case you're not entirely familiar with Aquarius energy in general it's a very innovative energy it's a very futuristic sign. It's very much focused on the collective, like we the people. I'm bringing that up for a very specific reason. We the people. Think back to the 1960s. Most of us listening to this, considering most of our audiences within you know their 20s, none of us were alive, but maybe you were alive if you're listening to this. But in the 1960s, the 60s were known to be a period of change. People like, the civil rights movement became, like, a thing, hence why I brought up we the people. We saw people advocating for free love. You saw people just peace, not war. All of that stuff was kind of a big thing in the 1960s, and that is because Saturn was also in Aquarius in the 1960s. So it's no surprise that we've kind of been leading up to this energy as we have, frequently referred to in the past episodes the whole like Black Lives Matter movement and all of a sudden the people kind of gathering together and speaking up about what they believe is right in the government we're seeing again a shift towards the collective the people with that Aquarius energy also if we're thinking about Aquarius energy being very innovative and futuristic in the 1960s we saw a lot of rises in the space exploration and honestly we're seeing again now that Saturn is about ready to go into Aquarius more of that push for space exploration Venus has life on it there's water on the moon you've already seen NASA's been popping off with the facts although I don't know where they got Christmas star from but they've been (laughs) they've been coming through with the facts
1: I think that the futuristic energy that comes with Aquarius is really going to be emphasized especially because in 2020 with Saturn you know in Capricorn where it's been for the past three years a lot of I guess issues in terms of the structures of society and everything else have really been highlighted and now with it entering into Aquarius it's kind of that opportunity for us to kind of rewrite some of that language and reorganize things in a way that makes sense especially for like the general public the people like Aquarius is a humanitarian sign it's about us and what we need and what supports us and I know that there's going to be a lot of changes coming our way and that is going to last over the next three years I believe so keep in mind that you know as soon as Saturn enters Aquarius it might not you'll feel the shift but you might not see the progress it's going to take the span of those three years to really understand what is going to happen
0: yeah so it's really important to mention too that The change, I'm not even going to lie, is going to be a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit unpredictable. So we are all very excited about Saturn entering Aquarius. However, it's going to be making a very big square to Uranus, which deals with the unexpected. So it's going to be a little bit different, a little bit difficult, but it's going to be for the better. It's all about Discomfort to bring us more comfort you know change is not something that is going to be very easy and obviously we'll talk a lot about that as we get into you know 2021 we'll be bringing up that square quite a bit And also you can read all about it in our 2021 PDF when it's available for purchase. But in the meantime, what can we expect as far as predictions with Saturn and Aquarius? Personally, I am predicting that we're going to see more power being brought back to the people and more progress in technology. If you combine those two together, I'm honestly predicting that we're going to see a rise in self-employment, specifically being self-employed through online businesses And again, we're going to see more developments in technology, especially now that so many people are working from home or doing school from home. I'm expecting to see more advancements in the at-home work environment technologies, more of the space exploration. I also personally believe that we're going to see More activism, probably more people continuing to advocate for more rights, especially as we are entering a change of power in the United States, that people are probably going to be very vocal about what changes they want to see within the next few years.
1: Yeah, like if you remember back to the beginning of the pandemic and quarantine and everything going online, there were a lot of people that were saying like, we're not going back, like life isn't going back to like, what it was, despite the fact that people wanted to, you know make life normal again, there was a lot of people that were like, it's never going to be like that again. And us astrologers over here kind of had an advantage. And we also kind of knew that that was going to be true with these big changes happening in our lives. So I just thought that that was really important to mention. Like Jade said, online businesses, technology, social media, all of those things will have a lot of opportunities. And a lot of the people who, you know, were laid off because of the pandemic, a lot of them have found a way to support themselves or have their own business or do something online. And I don't think that that's something that's just going to disappear when everything ends, if theoretically everything were to open up tomorrow. I think that the stuff that people have created, especially in terms of online businesses, small businesses, things like that is going to just continue and another thing that I do want to mention is that because Saturn does represent some restrictions and we're talking about technology and social media I wouldn't be surprised if there was some more regulations or like stricter regulations on how social media is used I know that Donald Trump brought that up because he felt like he was being censored on Twitter, but because Saturn will be in Aquarius, I do think that there's a strong possibility that some of the online guidelines, I guess, for social media could be changing.
0: Yes, I'm going to agree, obviously, because it's in the astrology, but also I will say I do think that as the technology advances things could easily go wrong with that square to Uranus or things could be a little bit unpredictable and that might also cause some type of a mistrust of the advancements in technology thus a need for more restrictions that's my personal hot take on what to expect is to expect the unexpected per usual but I do think we'll see more of a rise of you know the advancement in technology especially with like artificial intelligence but then also people not fully trusting it and needing to have some type of interference some regulation more boundaries to as we shift into a more digital age i guess with saturn and aquarius
1: i think that's especially true because of the fact that it will be making that square to uranus in taurus and taurus is all about what feels comfortable and what feels familiar so i you know as we're going through all all of these progressions and making progress there really will be some people who are like no I want to hold on to the old way which would be creating some tension so the best thing to do in my personal opinion I mean I'm only 21 what do I know but you know I feel like the best way to kind of approach it is to kind of Just go with the flow, see what happens, and make sure that you're taking care of yourself and putting yourself first because things might be a bit unpredictable, a bit unstable, but ultimately it will, you know, kind of transform us into a very new and different place over the next three years. Similarly, I also am predicting that we're going to see a
0: shift to implementing more forms of digital currency. I know we had talked about this in a previous episode, but New york city now has the little like omni like apple pay stations so people are no longer using their regular metro cards in the subways and instead they're able to use apple pay that is one like very basic form of advancements in digital currency seeing more apple pay being you know placed in various locations but also i don't know too much about bitcoin but I'm honestly expecting to see more stuff like Bitcoin show up. Again, not very well versed in it. Probably should be because we're about to, you know, experience stuff with Saturn and Aquarius, Square, Uranus and Taurus, Saturn, restrictions, all that good stuff, authority, Aquarius. you You know the vibes, but honestly, more forms of paperless money i'm expecting
1: yeah i feel like we've been in the process of that too with uranus and taurus because it also can deal with money i know that chris brennan on the astrology podcast actually just released an episode on bitcoin and the astrology of it i haven't listened to it yet but all of those episodes are always so good super informative so 10 out of 10 recommend listening to that i eventually will so i can't like you know give you any feedback I guess on what it was like because I haven't listened yet but I will be listening and if you're also interested in those types of topics I would definitely go check that out like 10 out of 10 recommend also recommend this podcast in general so
0: if we're not thinking about you know technology and everything what can we expect in our own personal lives besides you know everything else going on I'm honestly again expecting that we'll see more changes in societal norms and constructs more push for rediscovering your own sense of individuality Aquarius really doesn't like to follow trends so I'm honestly expecting that we're going to see more people kind of finding their own way and figuring out their own sense of identity outside of trends and honestly I'm so excited for that because I was literally just complaining to Kara that I really just want people to be themselves like just be yourself like please
1: you also if you want to know how this is going to affect you personally you can go check what house is ruled by Aquarius in your chart I highly recommend that because I will also give you a lot of insight into what's going on if you don't know what the houses mean you can easily google I know even Pinterest has some of the best like graphics of this just like the house meanings so once you like identify what house it's going to be in for you and then you can just go google you know a diagram or the house meanings and you can kind of come to your own conclusions on what area. Areas of your life you know will be focused on over the next three years i highly recommend you that as well because it will give you some clarity on what's going to happen for you on a more personal level
0: so just a few days after saturn enters aquarius jupiter follows suit so on december 19th jupiter the planet of growth and expansion as well as blessings in life will be entering Aquarius as well. And now we have a little party because Jupiter is all, again, about that growth and expansion. So when we we place that planet in Aquarius, which is, again, a sign that deals a lot with human rights and innovation and personal freedom, what we're going to see is people sort of have these, like, kind of awakening moments where they... Realize, you know, who they really are as a person, what they really believe in, as well as what they want for the collective. So, your own personal beliefs about other people and the world around them. And then we're going to see more of a shift in a focus on human rights, more progress happening just in general. Jupiter is going to be here to sort of amplify that.
1: Aquarius vibe yeah I think that Jupiter in general is going to be playing a very big role in the astrology of 2021 because what happened in 2020 was that Jupiter kind of got stuck in that mess with Saturn and Pluto so it wasn't able to be its regular normal self like our luck and blessings and all of those good things that come with Jupiter instead of you know having that type of energy it was more about you know working on the Saturn stuff when they were together and kind kind of helping to like mediate that type of situation but luckily as you know Jupiter enters Aquarius it's going to start to what's that word like when you're in a race (laughs) I don't know why this is coming to mind but like you know for a while Saturn and Jupiter were running in the race right next to each other but now Jupiter is going to start pushing ahead and it will kind of restore some of that good energy and that good vibes especially in terms of Aquarius and all those other progressions and stuff that we've been talking about. So
0: if we're thinking about Jupiter expanding on Aquarius things, again, expect mass innovation, more technology being put out, more improvements in society, more focus and push for human rights, more activism, more creativity, and also rebelling for personal freedom. So that will be... A little interesting you'll see people sort of you know kind of say like fuck the system i do what i want and it'll be it'll be interesting a little a little spicy moment in the mix but honestly i'm down with it it's pretty exciting
1: not gonna lie it also kind of gives me the energy of people doing stuff because they genuinely care or are interested in it. Because Jupiter, again, kind of deals with philosophy, spirituality, religion, any types of belief system that you have. So I feel like kind of having some hope in a way will be another manifestation of this transit because it kind of will restore a lot of the things that kind of made us feel a bit down in 2020 i think that having jupiter eventually vibing out it's also going to go all the way into pisces again that's a whole other topic we will cover it but i just think that overall this is a very positive type of transit that's happening that we all should be looking forward to Speaking of things that people are looking forward to. The big day.
0: The big day. Daddy's home. So on December 21st, Jupiter and Saturn are going to make out in Aquarius. (laughs) And by that I mean, basically, what's going to happen is Jupiter and Saturn will be conjunct. Aligning the stars will align, whatever you want to call it. Christmas star spectacular, radio city rockets, musical moment, the Christmas showdown. I don't know. The great conjunction is what everyone's calling it. Jupiter and Saturn will be conjunct in Aquarius on December 21st. Now, this is a very big deal cara feel free to explain why it is a big deal
1: this is a big deal because most people will not live through this in their lifetime just to be very like blunt about it it does not happen often like we were living through a time where these jupiter and saturn conjunctions were happening in capricorn and because it changes i want to say every 300 years most people don't ever live to when it changes signs and we are living through it because like i just said it was happening In Capricorn, and now it's switching for the next 300 years into the sign of Aquarius, so it's such a big moment for us. We are so lucky because, like I said, not everyone gets to go through this astrological, you know, event, so it really is as big of a deal as most people are making it up to be.
0: Yeah, so this is quite literally the beginning of a new era, it's the beginning of a cycle of the Jupiter Saturn conjunctions, as Kara just said, happening in aquarius i believe it just with air signs but in general but regardless it's really going to be we're going to start seeing a lot of progress in humanity humanity because that is what aquarius is all about it's about the common good it's about the collective it's very humanitarian so having this conjunction be the start of a new era of you know progress as I keep saying this but progress in society we're gonna really start to see changes that we've been wanting and trying to implement happen for a very long time and we are quite literally blossoming into the unknown we are starting a brand new fresh cycle where really anything can happen it's essentially a very blank canvas a blank slate and anything can happen and that's honestly it's a beautiful thing it might seem a little scary but it's a beautiful thing
1: Yes, December 21st, anything that you want to grow low-key over the rest of your lifetime, this is the time when you want to start it. This is the time when you want to take those first steps to anything that you want to be long-lasting because it seriously is such a powerful transit. I cannot emphasize it enough, so please, please, please take the time to reflect on, you know, what, what has been happening in your life, what you really want to do, what you care about, what you can see yourself doing. And then if you like have a good idea, if you don't, no worries, we're all figuring it out. No one really knows what they're doing anyway. But if you do have some major goals, major plans that you really genuinely want to accomplish, starting something, initiating something, depending on what it is on that day will be extremely powerful. So I really recommend that everyone does that.
0: Yeah, I know that there has been a lot of talks about this being a really good day to manifest. I personally think that you should just start manifesting whenever you feel called to do that, but... The 21st is going to be, you know, a big day for people to want to start, you know, scripting their future. And if you're not familiar with what scripting is or how to manifest, don't worry, we got you. We have an episode called Manifesting 101, How to Have Everything You Ever Wanted. If you want to go check that out, we give the full tea on how to manifest. But I digress it'll be a really good day to sit down and just think about things you don't even have to fully start something formally like I know like Ariana Grande is dropping a like tour Netflix special on December 21st everyone's convinced she has an astrologer on her team I'm like why is anyone surprised by this I'm pretty sure we all knew that but I mean I guess people are just realizing it now I mean, I have no evidence besides my own intuition, but anyway, enough about her. That is like a big thing that is actually happening on that day. You don't have to go as far as to create something that day, but if you want to start by just even writing down in your notebook where you want to be in the next few years, where you want your life to be headed, that will be very key is to have that written down somewhere if that's something that you're interested in.
1: Yeah, even to just focus on the feelings of whatever you want to manifest or create into your life can be really important. And again, what you do will totally depend on what your goals are. It could be something as simple as making, I don't know, a vision board or just writing down some ideas or actually starting a project. It totally depends on where you're at. Like we always say, there is no right or wrong way to do it. I just think that because this transit specifically is so significant that I couldn't have gone through this episode without mentioning it per usual do what you want this isn't the only day in the whole entire world where you can manifest you know like it's up to you and I personally know that I don't go out of my way usually to like manifest on certain things or even like some full moons or new moons like I will be totally honest with you I'll just be so busy with school especially this past semester that I wasn't able to you know, do a fancy ritual or do all the things that people say you should do. I did what I could, but because this trans specifically is so significant, I really am making it a bit more of a priority in my life. So I wanted to mention that again, do what you want. It's totally up to you. It is your life.
0: Yeah, same. I don't ever normally like take time to do things like to manifest. I just kind of do it whenever I'm in the mood, but I will be setting aside time on that day to sit down and write but some other stuff I wanted to talk about so I've been reading that like people's DNA is gonna change on this day I don't know if it's like I know it is it is definitely a very 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 exciting and powerful transit as far as people's like DNA changing I don't really know we'll see keep me posted but You will see this be really hyped up a lot on social media. Per usual, if something seems BS, don't listen to it. But if something seems, like, legit, listen to it. And if Kara and I are saying it's a big deal, it's probably a big deal. Because we usually are not ones to sit here and be like... You will wake up in, you know, to find your soulmate sitting at the foot of your bed with a wedding ring ready to propose to you on on the Great Conjunction, the Christmas Star Day. You must retweet to claim, like, we're not ever, like, those people. But we are going to sit here and say, like, definitely going to want to do something that day. You know, make a little special because it is a little bit of a big deal.
1: Yeah, you might just wake up and feel like it's a regular day, but know that there is some, a little something extra, even though it probably won't feel, you know, amazing or anything. I'm thinking about, what's that movie? Oh my gosh, Hairspray. You know when she wakes up in the beginning of the movie and like comes out and is like singing? Like, you, mean... I hope that some of you feel that way when you wake up. I hope that I, I honestly wish that I woke up every day feeling like that, but my point is, is that it might not feel revolutionary. You might not feel the shift right away, but know that the stars are in favor of some type of manifestation business. So if you feel called, definitely do it. And if you're wondering if sources are reliable or not, we actually talked about that in the last week's episode. So if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend because we talk about a lot of of things that just need to be said or clarified and especially if you're new to astrology or even the spiritual community definitely listen to the episode I think it'll be really helpful and help you to kind of gain some type of clarity or like a new perspective on some of the things that might be going on that you aren't currently aware of because you know some things some people I guess could be a little bit shady so we wanted to just kind of speak up and shed some light on some things that have been going on in the community so definitely go listen to that. okay so now let's go into some questions we have some juicy ones i'm actually super excited for them this week so thank you to everyone who sent us questions our first question is what if someone has compatible moon signs but incompatible venus signs so
0: first of all i want to address i intuitively know that you're reading this from costar how do I know this? Because CoStar's Sinistry is not good. You already know we have beef with CoStar and their whole, their whole app as a whole is not very good. And one thing I know with CoStar is that when it comes to their compatibility, they'll only show moon-to-moon compatibility, Venus-to-Venus compatibility, but they won't give you the full story. So venus to venus it might not be compatible but how is venus to moon how is venus to sun how's moon to mars how's moon to ascendant there's a lot of factors that goes into compatibility that costar does not cover and to just look from moon to moon is not gonna be a very good indicator of an accurate sense of compatibility so, to give a quick example, I'm going to use Kara and I. Kara and I have Mercuries that aren't compatible. However, Kara's Mercury goes really nice with my Venus. Kara's Mercury goes really nice with my Mars. So, we have good communication despite Mercury dealing with communication not being compatible. My Cancer Mercury is not compatible with Kara's. Aries Mercury, but we still communicate very well because of my Gemini Venus, my Gemini Mars, and similarly my Cancer Mercury is aspecting Kara's Taurus Sun very nicely. It's aspecting a lot of other things pretty nicely. But moral of the story is is it doesn't really matter if your Venus signs aren't compatible because you have to look at how the you have to look at the full picture.
1: Yeah, compatibility is not as simple as you may think. It's actually extremely complex and there's a lot of things to look at. So like Jade just beautifully summed up, just because, you know, your moon is not compatible with someone else's moon or whatever the situation is, like there might be other redeeming factors in the chart. So you really have to look at the whole thing and not like compartmentalize certain placements or certain you know, signs like that, because that's not how it works. There's an interplay among the entirety of the chart. And another thing, too, is the fact that, you know, just because the astrology of it is good or bad it doesn't necessarily mean that that's how the relationship will go jada and i say this all the time on the podcast but even if you have really amazing synastry if both people aren't ready and willing to have a relationship it's not going to work out and in a similar way even if you have you know not necessarily the easiest synastry it doesn't mean that the relationship won't work out if you both are you know going to be able to understand your differences and find some type of middle ground so i just wanted to emphasize that again that you know your willingness where you're at in life the maturity level of the people your experiences your external circumstances all of that will also play a really big role in relationships and it's not going to be just astrology so keep that in mind as well yeah like
0: i always bring this up but a while back, I remember, I I definitely have told this story before, but to shorten it, I matched with someone on a dating app. We had perfect, incredible, best sinistry. Went on the date. The date went fine. Came home, I was blocked on everything. So there is just a quick little proof that even if the astrology is good, sometimes it's not actually. And there's a whole bunch of different reasons that could contribute to it. But as far as, like you know the Venus to Venus sign don't worry about it look at the full picture and then and then worry about it but even still don't even worry about it
1: you know yeah astrology is supposed to be freeing it's supposed to validate your experiences it's not meant to limit you from experiencing things in life as well so even if you have you know unfavorable sinistry, there might be something in that relationship that's really important in your path like you might have you know needed to meet them for whatever reason you have something to learn like you know there's other things as well and it's not as simple to just, you know, blame it on astrology or to look to astrology for the answers because there's often a lot of other things at play and I just don't like I just don't suggest I guess letting what the astrology of a relationship says to kind of rule your i don't know like your expectations or like how you approach the relationship either like i said it's all about you know using it as a way to empower you not as a way to limit you from having experiences okay question number two my guy says that aquarius is chaotic so the conjunction will just exacerbate the turmoil in the world what do you say no
0: that's what i say first of all aquarius is not chaotic aquarius is misunderstood let me tell you something aquarius energy is very 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 misunderstood and we'll talk a lot about it in aquarius season but it's it's not chaotic I think it gets that reputation, unfortunately, from modern astrology making Uranus its ruler when in traditional it's ruled by Saturn. So what that's essentially meaning is that people often throw the label of being the rebellious free spirit wild card energy onto Aquarius when they have such a reserved private nature to them that you know isn't always like life of the party let's you know set the world on fire like that's not it so i don't like that's the first issue with this question is (laughs) i guess that aquarius is not chaotic will the conjunction bring out the current turmoil in the world i don't necessarily think it's going to do that in the way that you think it will i think If anything, it'll just be awareness of the turmoil. I don't think it'll create turmoil, but I think maybe people will be aware of it. Because it's all about, you know, Aquarius is an air sign. Air signs deal with your thoughts, your mental state. And with that comes awareness. So I honestly think if anything, it'll just make people sort of realize what's happening and then want the change from that after
1: realizing. Yeah, like I kind of get where you're coming from because Aquarius is so progressive that can feel chaotic. But Aquarius as an energy, I wouldn't necessarily label as chaotic. And I feel like every single Aquarius that I've ever met in real life has been so chill like they're so kind of like laid back relaxed They're like free thinkers or go with the flow kind of people like I don't know like I don't really see a lot of chaos like I feel like there's some other signs not gonna say who because that's not what we do on this podcast you know projecting and all of that but I wouldn't you know attribute chaotic energy to Aquarius I feel like I would label a different sign as that first which again personal opinion keeping that to myself but yeah like Jade said though there will be a lot of changes and that could equate to like that turmoil that you're talking about but I don't I don't know it might be uncomfortable but all change is uncomfortable but I wouldn't really expect it to be something that is like I don't know impossible to overcome or just like you know, like very overwhelming, like it's going to be a process. It's going to take three years for all of this to like happen. So keep that in mind as well. Okay, last question. For long-term stability purposes, what do you think about asking someone to be your partner on December 21st? Again, that is the date that Jupiter is conjunct Saturn. Just, to, you know, mention that. Or, they also asked, two or two people having a mutual conversation about the declaration of love for each other, and it just happens to be on that day. Just curious if you guys think the stars would align to support a healthy relationship. And they also added, which I really appreciated, <laughs> obviously the two people and free will comes in here as well, but aside from that, I'm curious. Yes, I am very thankful for that last little
0: add on because yes like free will does you know exist but as far as long-term stability purposes if we're thinking of just the nature of you know, Aquarius being a fixed sign. I think it's a great idea, personally. But only if the circumstances are appropriate. Like, if this has been a relationship that has been being built up for for quite a long time, and, you know... Things have been showing a clear-cut indication of it heading in that serious direction. And there's been, you know, signs and evidence of, you know, mutual feelings for each other. And everything is actually where it needs to be. You might as well do it on the 21st. Because, like I said, Aquarius is a fixed sign. Fixed energy does have longevity to it. With that being said, if you're listening to this and you're like, great, now I'm going to ask out like my crush who I've been stalking for weeks who has no idea I exist, maybe don't like declare your love for them that day. That might be a little inappropriate. You have to again be self-aware and realize the full outside circumstances, but like I'm honestly like I'm, I'm kind of in favor of it,
1: low key. <laughs> yeah i'm definitely in favor of it too like jade said if this is something that's been happening for a while and you've been like building this connection and you really feel like it's mutual i don't think that any harm would be done by doing it and i also think that avoiding the square to uranus will also work in your favor as well so that might be a good time to do it actually before that if you're really going to go into the astrology of it if you like want to like be a little bit nerdy i guess about it you can do that but But, you know, if you're not ready, I would not rush and I would not panic about having to do it on that day or before any time because, you know, when something's meant to happen, it will happen. If it aligns with the astrology, that is amazing. But also sometimes relationships can, you know, come from times when it's not necessarily, I don't know, in the astrology, but you also can look at your personal chart and transits as well if you're like interested in that because it kind of seems like you know what's going on so if you aren't going to do the 21st or if anyone else is just interested in like when to you know dtr determine the relationship you can do it on that day or you can also check transits to your natal chart or your partner's natal chart as well if you're trying to you know elect a good time to like I don't know solidify things and fix energy again is a really great time to do that so just saying (laughs) yes again I will
0: say you know if you're listening to this and you're like feeling (laughs) feeling like you're ready to tell your tinder date you're ready for marriage again you have to be aware because I just want to throw this in there for people who are like my past self who have looked at transits and been like, "Oh my God, it's falling in his fifth house and it's it's going to be conjunct my moon and it's just like this is the perfect time." And then you do it and you're like, "You've only been talking for two weeks." Again, when you're new to astrology and things like that happen and you learn about it, it can be very exciting. So just, you know, practice, again, self-awareness outside of the astrology before making those calls. But as Kara said, and I had said too, fixed sign energy, go for it long-term. That's not to say that it has to, it can only happen on fixed sign energy. It can happen on cardinal. It can happen on mutable. It really, again, just depends on a whole bunch of set of circumstances. What works for you, what doesn't work for you, but if everything's in alignment, Going back to the question, absolutely do it and let us know how it goes. Okay, well, that is it for this week's episode. Per usual, thank you all so much for listening and for all the nice feedback, all the great questions. Just overall, thank you for your involvement in this podcast. It's really just so nice for Kara and I to know that. People are listening to this and enjoying and finding this to be educational. It honestly makes us very happy. So thank you all per usual. And hopefully you found this episode to be informative and the spark of inspiration, happiness, and joy that you needed for this end of 2020 vibe coming up per usual if you want to say in the know about everything you're going to want to make sure to follow us on social media on instagram we're astro millennials and at blme the stars on twitter we are the same at blme the stars i'm astro with a zero instead of an o j-a-d-e and kara's astro with a zero instead of an O. K A R A, you're going to want to be following us to stay in the loop for when we drop those 2021 PDFs so you can have all the inside scoop on what to expect in 2021, all the key dates it's juicy you got the full inside scoop when those are available to purchase but if not if you want to go and check out our little 12 day limited time offer special you know where to find us astromillennials.com definitely go ahead and make a purchase before it sells out because it is only open for a limited time if you're listening to this on spotify make sure that you follow us and if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast. make sure to leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps us out. We love to see it. With that being said, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next Monday. Bye!